De Five Moments of Need is een leermodel dat, ondanks dat hij erg simpel is, toch de ogen doet openen. Hoe kan dat? En wat houdt het precies in? Professional Meets Learner ontmoet Bob Mosher. Bob, welkom. Thank you. Thank you for being here. We're going to talk about the five moments of need. Now, before I ask anything else, explain. What are the five moments of need? Brilliant, yeah. Well, welcome. It's great to be here. Yeah, the five moments of need was born out of uh, a response in the States. I'm from the United States. To what we were experiencing around what was called blended learning at the time, uh, which I know is also very prevalent over here. And the, the reality is that we as training were very, uh, trainers in L&D were very training focused. And so the five moments of need was born out of the idea that we really were not servicing the entire journey that learners are on. They, they want to perform better from, an, from the things that they need in the workflow. And so a dear colleague of mine, Dr. Conrad Gafferson, about 20 years ago in his research founded the five moments. And basically the first two are ones we as L&D professionals are very familiar with. It's when someone needs to learn more, something brand new for the very first time is need one. And then, of course, as we grow and evolve, we need to learn more, which is to take that base knowledge and add things to it. Forever, that's been learning and development. If you're familiar with 70-20-10, That is the 10 of, the, of that math. Um, the final three moments, though, are actually the needs that most learners care about. And that is need three is when they're trying to take what they have learned and they're trying to apply it, which is really why they take training. Right? And so the need number three is to apply what they've learned or try to remember or recall what they've learned. In, more importantly, in the workflow or the process of doing their work. Needs four and five are, are sort of, of derivatives of that. Uh, it, sometimes they're associated with apply, but sometimes things go wrong when I'm trying to apply. So the, th the fourth moment is when things go wrong. And then the fifth moment is when I'm trying to keep up with change, which in the world we live in today, although Khan would argue back when he came up with the five moments, apply was the number one when we would ask learners what they cared most about. In the world we live in today and, and the rate of change, uh, we hear overwhelmingly that change is probably one of the number one drivers in people's world every day to be successful and perform well at work. So new more, apply, uh, solve and change. And we are going to talk about this for the next 20 minutes, but we are not going to do it with the two of us. We have, uh, we have someone next to us, uh, Jeff Kortenbos. Good morning, Bob. Good I'm morning. Welcome. <laughs> um, you actually done it. You actually been to the five moments of need. Yeah, I have. Uh, can, can you tell me something more? So now we know what it is, but how do how does someone experience it? Well, I've been working in L&D for 15 years and actually been training for 22 years. Uh, but coming out of that traditional, you know, the one and two, uh, and seeing how little impact it has, uh, at some point, because I know Con for, I think, about 10, 12 years, uh, Bob and Con, uh, 12 to, uh, so... I've been really trying to apply it. And, and one of the biggest projects I had was in my previous employer at Action Nobel, mm -hmm. uh, where we did a big implementation uh, where, as traditionally, the business came to me and said, hey, we need training for this. Uh, and we need, we've got these target groups, uh, so many people training this, this, and this. And then I did the math for how many training hours I was going to spend. And it was like 70,000 hours of people away from work mm -hmm. getting trained on something that should be fairly basic. And then I started up to apply the five moments of need model, uh, job task analysis, critical skills uh, analysis. Um, and then we came uh, to a solution with 
actually just a thousand hours mm. of formal training and the rest built in support material so that people could uh, access that while they were doing their jobs. And that was a huge hit because it was in the first months it was uh, accessed over 3,000 times uh, per week. Wow. And later it came down to a very uh, constant 300 to 500 times per week. Mm. And it was just, uh, uh, it felt like that missing element where you have everybody's gone to training right and then you get back to your work and it's super busy and yeah. it's usually you get trained in something you do not apply every day uh, and then it just moves into the back of your mind into nothingness and it's gone yes <laughs> yeah so having that uh, ability to support people after training the time where they're spent most of their lives uh, is super valuable yeah, and, and, Jeff, and Jeff brings up a wonderful point, and that is that w- when you ask people how we've learned anything in life, well, it's been through experience, trial and error, success Doing. and failure. And every day a learner goes to work, they're, they are in that moment. They're in moments three through, uh, they're, and they're, they're in all five, frankly, but they're in moments three through five every day. They don't think about it that way, but they're trying to apply, keep up, solve problems, get better through learning. When they do their job every day, the problem in L&D for us for years, myself included, was that I was not never involved in that conversation, right? My, to, to, to experience my work, they had to leave that environment, come to my classroom, come to or log on to my LMS to experience my, my e-learning. All of that took the learner away from that rich experience of working, which is fine. It, it, moments one and two are important, mm-hmm. but that was all we did. Yep. And then to Jeff's point, we really hoped when they got back to the bulk of where learning occurs, which is on the job, that they could transfer and apply. Yeah. But frankly, we didn't do anything intentionally to be a part of that. And it's not a malicious thing, but the nature of our work was it was a lot of, you know, do the best in one and two as you could, those tens of thousands of hours. Yeah. And then when they left the room, candidly, you know, even after a great day, I got all fives in my evaluations. People loved the coffee, the room. You know, everything was, the experience was perfect. I literally crossed my fingers and went, boy, you know, I hope they do well. Yeah. So when was the time that someone said, well, it need to be five moments of needs? We had that question just a moment ago. <laughs> <laughs> it, was really, it was really Khan's work. You know, he, 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 took, he was taking a look at the time. At, 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 uh, he was on a very large learning assignment in an organization. He supported Standard Oil, large oil company at the time. He was, an, he was a PhD in, in instructional design, so a very learned guy. Um, he had developed remarkable programs. He also, in his job, so this is what pushed him towards it, Bob, was that he, in his job, he didn't just support training. He also oversaw the help desk, and he also oversaw technical um, documentation. So he saw the journey of a, of yeah. a learner's life, the ecosystem. Back then, we didn't call it that. But life after training. He saw it much clearer than most learning teams do. We don't see that after part. And so he's, after these wonderful training programs, going, why is our help desk swamped? With calls, I mean, we just had a remarkable training thing. Why is all the dec- the documentation not used? Why aren't they running to the book every time they have a problem? Why are they? And so he stepped back and said, "Look, there, we must be looking at this. L and D must be looking at this through the wrong wrong lens." And when he looked at it from the learner's perspective, what they go through to perform, not to learn, not to go to training, but when they come in every day to perform, the five moments were a natural answer from the learner about what they needed to perform well. And how long does it take 
the five moments. <laughs> is it something you do in a week, or is it is it unlimited? Let me here, here, here's one here's one of my 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 concerns about our business. We're phenomenal at buzzwords, right? We love to throw micro learning, lifelong learning, personalized learning. Well, I'm going to throw one of these out here, although I, I have some issues with some of those, candidly. But see, the learner doesn't. It's a learner in their 25, 30, 40 years of work. They don't see learning as an event. They don't see it as well. I'm going to start it on Monday and be done on Friday. I'm going to. They they are they are trying to be lifelong learners their entire life. So the five moments runs the the gamut. It you know it it it, it so to Jeff's point, there will be there still should be, and this is something I often get knocked about because sometimes in in how hard I push for moments three through five, I get accused of bashing or not seeing value in moments one and two. That is absolutely not the case. My argument in our research and our work has found that we are overly emphasized one and two. Every organization we go into, tons of one and two. LMSs, classrooms, brick and mortar buildings, trainers flying around the world, you know, kind of a thing, which is great, but that's all one and two only, right? So the, the three through five that is always in a learner's world uh, is ongoing and, and evolving, and it's something we as L&D folks have to uh, pay more attention to and be yeah. more a part of. And training by itself is never Enough. the full solution. Yeah. Uh, even just beyond training and supporting in, in the workflow, yep. you know, there's organizational barriers, there's motivation, stuff we cannot change through training or uh, workflow support. Um, but if you talk about length, uh, and, and I worked for organizations where at the end of every year I was calculating the average uh, hour spent by an employee on training, and if we uh, increased 0.3 uh, hours, then we did really well. But it tells us nothing, nothing about the actual impact of the solutions we are having. So if I cannot connect it to a business metric, say, yeah. Uh, a sales uh, percentage that we're trying to, 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 to get to, then it doesn't tell me anything if if it's time well spent or just time away from work. And see, this is an important thing to understand about the five moments is where they live, right? And therefore yep. what they show. Training is knowledge gain. It's really all it is. And, and I'm not, again, this is where I get yelled at for, yeah, but they practice and oh, but we test them. I, I, I'm, not saying that, I'm not saying that learning doesn't happen. Application is a very different thing. And we simulate as best we can, and we try to test as best we can, but the bottom line is until a learner goes back on their own into the workflow, sits at their desk, drives the bus, flies the airplane, deals with sales, whatever your job is, that's where true learning is measured by how well you do, how well you perform. And for years, you're absolutely spot on, Jeff, we have, tra- we have chased ROI, return on investment, in our world badly because the tools we've used to measure it don't show performance ROI. They show how long, who attended, how much they might have learned, and by learned I mean like retained, um, these types of things. A line of business doesn't care about any of those things. A line of business says, look, if you, we spent 100,000 euros on this program, on sales, how, is, how three, six months later are we selling better? For years as training, if you only do one and two, our ability to associate training with that metric yeah. is really hard because it, there, there is very little correlation, frankly. Um, yeah, some, yeah, clearly some people do sell better. But to say, because you sat in my office or in my room for three mm. hours back on June the 5th, now it's October 9th, that you are now selling better 
correlating the, that performance with that day in my room, very hard. Per, moments three through five live at the point of sales, the yeah. point of, and I can measure improvement in those areas through work done during those moments. Yeah, and, and it's it's something you can experience yourself, right? Uh, I, uh, I, I work in a store for a couple of days, uh, not knowing anything about being a salesman or uh, so I got the trainee badge uh, and I actually downloaded our store app which is available for customers as well and if a customer had a question I didn't know about so do you know about our store app and I just clicked them through saw the answers myself and was able to guide them and fulfill sales successfully with a, a, a really happy customer so without going through extensive training but with the right support material mm-hmm. I was able to do successful sales. So it's a very interesting way where you invest your time and money when you create products that uh, support a business need, uh, where you go into training, where you go into support materials. And Now, Jeff, can uh, I ask, was that store app made by the L&D department or was it made by product or marketing or? I don't think it was made by our L&D department. See, and in there, Bob, is the problem, <laughs> right? <laughs> These remarkable tools that support performance are not coming out of L&D. Yeah, and it's also about marketing, right? Uh, if you look at traditional learning, uh, organizations have a really tough time in, in selling that into the marketing that into their organizations, right? Usually it's a top-down uh, drip, uh, but the drip doesn't really drip down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just drips one or two levels and then it kind of stops. And because we've got so much uh, uh, emails coming in our inboxes already, uh, we won't have continuous marketing about this amazing tool that we have or this amazing program that we have or uh, so it's really hard to reach our co-workers that you know, I think uh, Josh Bershon did the research mm-hmm. 1% of their time uh, they have uh, on average uh, to get trained and in that 1% they need to find w- what they're looking for I hope it's the right thing and uh, so if you're working a 40-hour week it's 24 minutes so there's not that much time no yeah. so h- how do you sell it how do you sell the five moments of need? How do you go to the big boss and say, "Fun, we are going to do is completely different." I think it's about adding value, and I think Bob would agree. Uh, if you do a proper needs analysis about what does this problem or change cost us, mm-hmm. uh, what do we want? Where do we want to be? You know, one year from now, what does yeah. success look like? Yeah. Uh, wh- wh- where do we want to be? And what are the things we definitely need to do to have that impact? Um, and knowing that a check mark in an LMS uh, or a test score doesn't get us there, what yeah. is it we can do in the workplace to support people to be faster and better at their job? Yeah, it, it's really an evolutionary journey. I mean, you're spot it on, is. Bob. It's in, in, I know Jeffrey would speak to this, is that any organization we know that's done this successfully, it's not you, you, you're not doing five moments on Friday and you're doing five moments on Monday. It is because we have to turn an ocean liner around here. You know, it, it's one of my favorite slides I show to people when I introduce the ocean liners. Oh my gosh! You know, one of my favorite slides to show to both learners and and people I'm selling it to in the business is I show a slide of in the top of the slide it says I would like five days of training on. Well, that is what L and D people hear every single day. Someone walks in our offices and says, uh, "We're launching SAP, uh, so I would like five days of training on SAP." Those two. Th- those two things, if you think about them, make absolutely no sense. 
I'm, we're launching SAP, therefore your answer is five. First of all, where'd five come from? Uh, that's a great number. I mean, why, why, why five? You know, and I push people on that, and here's the two answers I get. Well, that's, what we can, that's all we can afford, or, which is a great answer, or oh, that's as much time as we can give people off the job. Neither of those things have anything to do with whoever cool. goes through that experience being better at SAP. No, it's money. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's money an, and it's time. A, it's yeah. an economic model. So, so a lot of times, one of the things we have to we have to work on is we the beginning of the, a lot of time, questions I get is where do you begin the change? Um, evolutionarily is my answer. Meaning, meaning you don't. You know, we have an expression in the states: you 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 eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? You don't. Right, and so, and this is an elephant. I mean, this is an elephant we're trying to stop, turn around, change, right? So, so you have to, um, and Jeff, I'm sure will attest to this, you, you have to find two things, I think, among many, but two things. Number one, you have to find a willing stakeholder in the business who, 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 get, who gets this. And, and, and a lot of them can get it, frankly, pretty quickly. A lot of them wanted it all along, frankly. Um, they, 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 they are thrilled to hear an L&D person actually talking this way. So find, and they're, they're in there somewhere. So find, they, they, these are people that are fed up with training. They think it's a waste of time, right? Secondly, find a, perform, a performance problem. SAP is not a performance problem. Now, it's going to cause some, by the way. <laughs> no offense to SAP. But any, any software change is going to cause problems. But, but, that's, but that, the, the question is happening at the wrong level, right? Why are you buying SAP? I'm assuming it's because some, some, you know, some sales guy somewhere at SAP convinced you that because you have this business need, this software is going to help address that. Well, let's forget the software. Let's talk about that business need for yep. a minute, right? Yeah, yeah. What are your performance issues? I, one of my favorite questions to, to business managers is, what keeps you up at night? Think about your 10 sales guys or gals or whatever. When you lie in bed at night, what keeps you up? Well, Mary can't do this, and Bill can't do that, and we, they, they never do this on time. and it, All of those things are performance issues. Right. If we if we say, look, let's not train. Let's forget the five days. Let's talk about building a solution in the workflow with maybe some training that changes that performance you just asked, and start there and build back. And and to that point, I think it's really important that L and D professionals come to the table. Yes. Knowing this, uh, and not just accepting the order for training. Uh, as Great a given, point. Um, I think one of my big turning points was back in 2015. After many years of creating beautiful e-learning and classroom and, um, like Bob said, great stuff, uh, how can we really make an impact? And, and knowing that every new piece of research and old piece of research <laughs> even is, tells us that what we're doing isn't really working, isn't having the impact, isn't ha- making the change that we need. Uh, it's about I really took the time to create the, the narrative, the story, to tell my my own department, to tell my business stakeholders, hey, this is what we know. This is uh, this is something called the forgetting curve, how fast people forget. I'm really selling them on the idea that just training isn't a solution. Uh, and when you get into that, then you need something pragmatic yes. to get to that next level. So, okay, okay, if just training isn't the solution, then what? Build something. And this is where the five moments of need comes in as a very pragmatic uh, methodology. Uh, with simple. T- with tools. Yeah, yeah simple. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah. did it just a couple of weeks ago uh, with, a, with a client team. Uh, and in two days, we had a whole new curriculum. Yeah. Did, they, did, they, did it open their eyes? 
Are they like, wow, I never thought of this before? Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, do you remember a guy, Donald Kip Kirkpatrick? Did that name resonate at all? <laughs> this guy, he changed the L&D landscape years ago. He wasn't, a, he wasn't a learning guy, by the way. He was a statistician. He was a numbers guy. He was asked to measure training, evaluate training. So he went off to the research to find out how we do evaluate training and found basically nothing besides uh, smile sheets. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, fill out these 10 questions. Was the room warm? Do you think you learned something? Was the instructor, you know, all that stuff. Did you have enough coffee? Yeah, yeah, really, <laughs> right? And, and, so, and so where I'm going with this, you guys, is he, he said, I need some very simple, uh, clear way, framework, in which I can, I can better approach uh, evaluation. And he came up with the infamous four levels of evaluation that Donald Kirkpatrick started. And then, the, and then a gentleman came along and added a fifth. To your point, Bob, what, what it was is it wasn't like it was rocket science. If you heard the five levels, you, you go, well, of course. But, but the problem was there was no vocabulary at the time with which to have that conversation. The five moments, when everyone hears it, no one goes, oh, my gosh, you, this changed my life. I mean, no, but, but what it does, I, I love, but what it does, you, you said it perfectly. When you, when you show it to a, a, a non-learning person, a business guy or gal, or, they totally get it. And then you say, okay, look. To, to Jeffy's point, if, if, if we build an SAP, let's go back to SAP, right? If we're going to build an SAP solution, SAP solution through the lens of the five moments, which of these are most important to you as the buyer? Everyone gets why three, four, and five are critical. Yeah, but in yeah. L&D, right, we never talked in those terms. No. We always talked about, well, I've got this class, I've got this e-learning, I've got this LMS. It really does change the conversation and, and can, can create some really powerful results. And what is the future for this model? Look at you. <laughs> yeah. Last, last well, question, last yeah, short question. Yeah. I, I think we're, we are far from where we need to be, I agree. right? I there agree. are many organizations that are still getting started with online learning uh, that, that haven't heard of, of, of uh, the performance focus, value adding, and they are still very much in that schoolroom mindset. Yep. So there, there's, there's still quite some work to be yeah, done. Yeah, well, uh, let me, and let, let me give you three things I think that are, are tipping points. Um, well, four actually. One, one clearly is that, I don't know about you, Jeff, but no one, never in my 36 years, I've been doing this for 36 years, right? Never in my 36 years have I seen a more, for, for change to happen, a lot of things have to align, right? In anything in life. It's very hard to make change when everything, when people don't want it, for instance, right? Well, when I got into this 10 years ago, nobody wanted this because everyone loved training. I think we're in a very different world now. True. Right? I think yeah, there because are of mobile. Changes about. Right? Because of mobile, because of the rate of change in the world today. I think many people are fed up, and please take this right, but many people are fed up with training only as the answer. I think they just get that it's not enough. That has to be the first thing. Because until the buyer wants something different, we're not going to build something different. Right? So, so three other things real quickly. I think the, the other thing that's caught up, I think, that has helped us as leverage is technology. I mean, look at the world we live in today, right? I mean, we, we've got cell phones in this room, right? You Google things every day. We didn't do that 10, 12 years ago. So, so it's, very, it's fair to walk into an L&D you know, room and say, look, I use this every day. I, use, I love it. I use the IKEA app every day when I'm on the floor. Why isn't this in training? Why don't you training people use? We, we, I didn't see this thing through my three weeks of product training that you put me through. I don't get that. See, this, these mobile, the immersiveness of this, adaptive learning, AI, artificial intelligence, um, EPSSs, electronic performance support systems that have been around a while but are, are much more mature now, um, learning experience platforms, they're called, um, LXPs, 
these things are changing the landscape and and helping not we're not there but helping us yeah be more open to another conversation bob mosher jeff gottenbos thank you very much thank you our pleasure thank you Thank you.